It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. The Wednesday, December 29th, 2021 edition of the Heartland at Noon brought to you today by Purposed Financial and Heritage Insurance, working together to serve you better. Coming up on the program today, wow, we've got an update on COVID-19. SaskHealth issuing fresh new numbers after taking a break for the holidays. We'll share those numbers. They've gone way up since the last time we talked. Family time. Author publishing books with grandchildren. You may have heard this story on CHAB earlier this month. Local author Pam Metz published her first children's book about a year ago, and now she's working on her second. However, with both books, she has some special co-authors. Stay tuned for the rest of that story. What a great day to stay inside and read a good book. If you're a dog lover, I've got a treat for you today. Susan Hartzler has just published her very first book called I'm Not Single, I Have a Dog. It's about dogs. It's about Susan's quest to find a partner, which isn't going so well. It's about her life with dogs. Stay tuned. I think you'll enjoy our visit today on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw news. Good afternoon. I'm Haley Shirky. The Miller Ceramic Christmas Village is bringing its first opening to a close. Bruce and Aaron Miller spent months putting together the ultimate Christmas village for people to go see. Around 70 people from Moostra and surrounding communities went to see the village. They collected donations for the Salvation Army and raised roughly $300. Bruce Miller says that he and his wife hope to continue this into the future. The reason that me, like I want to make this a little bit of a thing for Salvation Army and our intention of our health and everything where things go right, we want to do it in, you know, again next year. And hopefully it can just keep growing. The Millers will be presenting the check to the Salvation Army tomorrow. Earlier this month, Capstone Infrastructure Corporation and Sask Power announced the successfully commissioned Riverhurst Wind Farm. Sask Power spokesperson Joel Cherry said that the facility is one of four wind projects that is due to come online in the coming months. Cherry added that the project in Riverhurst is the smallest of four projects, generating 10 megawatts of renewable energy. So that's enough to generate enough zero emission power for about 5,000 homes. So it is um, significant. Uh, This is part of a a broader effort we're making, like I said, to add more renewables to the grid. Uh, We're on track to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions by at least 50% from 2005 levels by 2030. Cherry also added that in total, 575 megawatts of wind power will be added to the grid. To kick off our year-in-review stories, we wanted to highlight the number of fire stories we covered this year. From garages to the Thunder Creek pork fire, South Hill seemed to be the hot spot. Moose Jaw Crime Stoppers posted to Facebook in October, searching for answers on the mysterious fires that were being set constantly. Over nine calls in one week. We reached out to the Moose Jaw Police Service for comments on the investigation into these fires. Staff Sergeant Taylor Elder says the fires are still under investigation and no updates could be provided. If you have any information on these fires and would like to remain anonymous, please contact Crime Stoppers by using the P3 Tips app 
or calling 1-800-222-8477. Cold weather will continue until the end of the week with extreme wind chill expected to stay in the minus 30 to minus 45 range. Wind chill minus 42 this morning and minus 36 this afternoon. Environment Canada is advising frostbite is possible within minutes with these temperatures on exposed skin. We'll have more on the weather in minutes. A train derailed while crossing Highway 20 near Craven last night. In a Facebook post, the village of Craven asked residents to avoid the area to allow emergency crews to work and use alternate routes of Highway 99 and Highway 6. It also said there were no known injuries due to the incident. Highway 20 north of Regina is slowly moving traffic through, but delays are expected as debris still covers most of the area. Alternate routes are still recommended, and there is no word as to when the cleanup will fully commence. We have confirmed it is a Canadian Pacific Rail train, and there are no injuries to report. The train was carrying potash, and there is no danger to the public. After a slow start to the year, tourism picked up in Moose Jaw as COVID-19 restrictions were lifted. The first few months of summer, tourism numbers were 80 to 90 percent down from the average year before picking up midway through July. Executive Director of Tourism Moose Jaw, Jackie LaRue Mason, talked about how we compare to other centers. We actually made out pretty good. I know compared to some other locations in the province, uh, we, we definitely be became a center where a lot of people felt comfortable and safe traveling to over the summer. Moose Jaw had its second best September on record for tourism visitors as numbers began to shift back to normal. And now the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 138 points. The Dow Jones is up 52 points. The Nasdaq is down 42 points. And the Canadian dollar is up at 78.06 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Life of Pi author Jan Martel says he's humbled to join this year's newest additions to the Order of Canada. Martel says the recognition of his writing and philanthropic work validates the importance of storytelling and giving. Also topping the list alongside Martel as a new companion of the Order of Canada is former Senator Murray Sinclair, the noted Indigenous advocate who chaired the Truth and Reconciliation Commission into residential schools. The list released today by Rideau Hall includes 135 figures from the worlds of science, sport and the arts. Quebec's health minister says in order to keep the health care system operational, some health workers who have tested positive for COVID-19 will be allowed to stay on the job. Christian Dubé announced yesterday the decision will be made on a case-by-case basis under certain conditions. Manitoba and Ontario have said they're considering similar measures to avoid overwhelming their own health systems. TransAlta says it's finished its planned transition from coal to natural gas in its Canadian power generation. The Calgary-based company says it's completed the conversion of a power plant west of Edmonton, the last of three plant conversions from coal. It says the switch in energy sources cuts the emissions intensity of the Keep Hills unit almost in half. And Sudanese authorities say rescue workers have retrieved at least 31 bodies from a collapsed gold mine. The country's state-run mining company says workers and villagers are still searching the Darsea mine for more bodies or possible survivors. 
The defunct mine collapsed earlier this week, killing at least 38 people. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. Paul Reed to Korzak, shot, scores! Hard work down low, the Warriors set up Ryder Korzak in the slot. Voice of the Warriors, James Gallo with the call on Ryder Korzak's first of three goals last night as the Warriors went on to a 7-4 win over the visiting Edmonton Oil Kings. Jager Furkus scored two for the winners with Braden Jaeger and Nathan Pilling chipping in with singles. The Warriors will be back in action on New Year's Eve, Friday night, when they host the Red Deer Rebels. A number of Western Hockey League games are on the schedule tonight, including the Regina Pats hosting the Winnipeg Ice. Pats star Connor Bedard scored four goals last night as Team Canada beat Austria 11-2 at the World Junior Hockey Championships in Alberta. The 2-0 Canadians take on Germany tonight. The NHL is back after an extended holiday break due to COVID-19 challenges. However, the challenge remain. The NHL also postponing nine games involving five Canadian teams. Montreal will have four upcoming home games rescheduled once attendance restrictions improve. There's no word yet on makeup dates. A number of games are on the schedule tonight, including Edmonton at St. Louis and Vancouver visiting Anaheim. And Canadian Football Hall of Famer G. Roy Simon is joining the Edmonton Elks front office. He'll serve as assistant general manager under the new GM and head coach Chris Jones. Simon spent the last six seasons as the director of global scouting for the BC Lions. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Stay inside. How about that? (laughs) It's just nasty out there. An extreme cold warning remains in effect. A mix of sun and cloud with uh, some light snow flurries. Normally, when it's this cold, it doesn't snow, but we've had a skiff or two here in Moose Jaw. Wind out of the west at about 20, high around minus 24. Wind chill down around minus 38 through the afternoon. Risk of frostbite, of course. Partly cloudy tonight, low minus 33. Wind chill minus 43 overnight. Tomorrow, mixes sun and cloud. High minus 27. Wind chill down around minus 40. Friday, New Year's Eve, sunny, the high no better than minus 27. New Year's Day, Saturday, sunny, high minus 19. And Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of minus 5. Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw, minus 29. Normal average high at this time of year is minus 8 with a normal low of minus 19. Record high 6 degrees set in 1997. The record low minus 38, 1968. Sun came up at 9.03 and goes down at 5.06. This hour, Moose Jaw, minus 25. Wind chill factor, minus 38. Everybody's got wind chills down around minus 40 this hour. Regina, minus 26. Assinable Boya Gravelberg, minus 26. Rockland Coronac, minus 26. Swift Current, minus 27. Elbow, Davidson Watrous, all minus 27. Once again, Assiniboia, minus 26. Regina, minus 26. And with the wind out of the west at 25, the relative humidity at 72%. It's minus 25 in Moose Jaw. The wind chill again, minus 38. Check the road report and the Paul Martin commentary coming up. 
Stick around. It's the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. Hi, this is Tanya Latavir on behalf of Fountain Tire in Moose Jaw. Season's greetings. Thank you to our team for your long hours and hard work and to you, our community, for your trust and support. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from your family-owned and operated Fountain Tire in Moose Jaw. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The Road Report is from My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. Stop by and check out their great selection of fashions and accessories. Specials throughout the store at My Addictions Clothing Boutique, Town and Country Mall. Well, it's really cold out there. An emergency survival kit is a must if you're traveling Saskatchewan highways. Food, water, candles, matches, blanket, extra clothing, fully charged cell phone. And remember, don't ever leave your vehicle if you get stranded in this kind of weather. If you got candles, matches, food, and water, you can survive. You can't survive for long outdoors today. Just absolutely terrible. Uh, We had some light snow earlier today, so there's some loose and swirling snow to uh, reduce visibility out there. And uh, train derailment. Walking Highway 20. Apparently, they're getting it cleaned up, and the wreckage moved over. So traffic is moving, I see, on social media on Highway 20, north of Regina. Uh, It was a CP train and carrying pond ash, so no uh, danger to the public on Highway 20 north of Regina. City crews doing a great job moving and removing the snow so far. The priority ones are done, priority twos are done, and they're working on priority threes today. And just a reminder, red, blue, or amber flashing lights at the side of the road mean one thing, slow to 60K. When you see the flashing lights of tow trucks, service vehicles, emergency responders, or construction crews, slow down and give them room. They need you to help keep them safe. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. Being a millionaire, it's not the only way to measure whether or not you're rich. That assertion comes from Ben Carlson in a recent article in The Wealth of Common Sense. He notes that only 5% of people in America have reached the millionaire threshold, which means if you use the millionaire definition, the vast majority of the population is not rich. But he counters with a few points that should be given consideration alongside the amount of money you have in your account or your wealth column. He argues for having a job that you love is an important element of being rich. You spend half your waking hours there five days a week, so having a boss or a role that you hate doesn't do much to enrich your life either. Also, having a short commute could be factored into the positive category. Adding 20 minutes to a commute is as depressing as getting a 19% pay cut. Other attributes to leading a rich working life, according to Carlson, being able to control your own time, being able to work from anywhere, and spending less than you take in. I'm Paul Martin. 
Chris Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Ring in the new year with one of the South Hill Bowling Center's New Year's Eve parties. There's a party for families and the younger crowd from 7 to 9 and the older crowd's party from 10 to 1. Get your tickets today. South Hill Bowling Center, where fun is the name of the game. Do you feel like you're missing out? Well, don't miss out anymore. Find out what's going on in Moose Jaw with discovermoosejaw.com. Check out the weather for the week. Enter to win amazing prizes. Or see what people are buying and selling near you. All online. Your connection to Moose Jaw. Anytime. Anywhere. Only at discovermoosejaw.com. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Dr. Alexander Wong of Saskatoon on Twitter today writing, You're vaccinated. Did everything to protect yourself and your loved ones. You got COVID. You feel discouraged, ashamed. Don't be. Omicron is contagious. You're feeling better or will soon because you're vaccinated. You are protecting our hospitals and ICUs. Thank you. Also, Dr. Wong wrote today, saying the virus is going to infect everyone eventually isn't saying let her rip. Asking for temporary measures to protect our hospitals and schools against Omicron isn't saying lock everyone up. Finding that middle ground is really tough, but it's the right thing to do. With that in mind, Premier Scott Moe and Health Minister Paul Merriman will address the province tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. We'll have more on that news conference right here on the Heartland at noon tomorrow. Now, COVID-19 cases up, hospitalizations down after Christmas weekend. For the first time in a number of days, the Saskatchewan government released uh, the most recent COVID-19 numbers on Tuesday afternoon yesterday, updating numbers from over the Christmas period. Between December 24th and Tuesday, 896 new cases of COVID-19 were reported. This included 162 new cases added yesterday. Two more people have died. The increase in cases brought the number of active cases across Saskatchewan to 1,438. And that's the most active cases we've had in Saskatchewan since November the 11th. While there was a spike in the number of cases, there wasn't an increase in hospitalizations. The number of people in hospitals receiving treatment for COVID-19 is 80 as of yesterday. That's the lowest number of patients receiving COVID-19 treatment in hospitals since August. So that's encouraging. The number of people in intensive care receiving treatment for COVID-19 also down with 16 people in ICU. The past five days saw another 3,913 doses of COVID-19 vaccine being administered in Saskatchewan. The doses broken down into 1,571 first doses and 2,342 second doses. With the number of doses being reported, 72.3% of the province's total population is now fully vaccinated against COVID-19, 7.3% partially vaccinated. The South Central Zone reported 63 new cases over the Christmas period, so locally the active case count is back up to 81. We were at 19 active cases on Christmas Eve just this past Friday. 
The provincial government urging all of us to utilize a layering of preventative measures, including getting fully vaccinated, wearing the best mask possible when outside of the home, using rapid tests for asymptomatic screening, and getting a PCR test immediately if there are symptoms, limiting contacts, limiting non-essential travel, socializing outdoors whenever possible. I don't think that's possible today, uh, as opposed to indoor socializing and staying home if you are sick. There's more on the COVID-19 situation, of course, on discovermoosejaw.com today. We're starting the countdown. The top 10 local news stories of 2021 locally. We started the countdown today uh, from number 10 to number 1, our top 10 local news stories of the year. We'll feature them on discovermoosejohn.com and 800CHAB News. So today we unveil stories number 10 and number 9. Our Sean Slat has more. This afternoon, Discover Moose Jaw begins its countdown of the top 10 stories of 2021. We start off with our number 10 story, the extraordinary number of fire stories we covered this year. From garages to the Thunder Creek Pork Fire, South Hill seemed to be a hot spot. Moose Jaw Crime Stoppers posted to Facebook in October, searching for answers on the mysterious blazes that are being set constantly over nine calls in one week. We reached out to the Moose Jaw Police Service for comment on the investigation on these fires. Staff Sergeant Taylor elder says the fires are still under investigation and no updates could be provided if you have any information on these fires and would like to remain anonymous you can contact crime stoppers by using the p3 tips app or by calling 1-800-222-8477 moving on to our number nine story of the year we have the supreme court of canada's ruling on the carbon tax at the end of march the supreme court of canada ruled in a six to three decision that the feral tax was constitutional effectively ending the province's battle to end the carbon tax premier scott moe commented shortly after the ruling was made well today's decision does effectively end our legal avenues as a province it does not end our opposition to this costly and ineffective tax and just because Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has the legal right to impose a carbon tax. I would say that it doesn't mean that he should. Saskatchewan NDP leader Ryan Miley also commented, saying that the carbon tax disproportionately affects Saskatchewan people. We are a rural province where people are paying more at the pump and don't have choices. You know, the, the whole theory of the, the carbon tax is that this allows people to, to make different choices and, and avoid those costs. But if you're out in Wadena and driving your kids to hockey tournaments, what's your, what's your option? Uh, you need to have that vehicle that it can actually do that travel. Saskatchewan submitted their own carbon pricing plan to the federal government, but it was rejected. Stay tuned to Discover Musha all this week as we'll continue our countdown to the number one story of the year. For Discover Musha News, I'm Sean Slatt. All right. Thanks very much, Sean. It's always exciting counting down the top 10 stories of the year on 800 CHAB. So I look forward to more tomorrow and Friday, New Year's Eve, right here on the Heartland at noon. We'll take a time out and introduce you. Well, if you might know her, but if you don't, we'll introduce you to local author Pam Metz. Next. 800 CHAB is the Heartland's home for the greatest hits of all time. And we're bringing you more of the music you love with the Rock and Roll Oldies Show. Saturdays at 4 and Sundays at 9. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Funeral Home, the Park Hotel, Great Canadian Oil Change, and the greatest hits of all time. 800 CHAB. This time of year, many wild animals are on the move. And their travels may take them across roads and highways. In 2019, there were over 16,000 collisions between vehicles and wildlife in Saskatchewan. 
These incidents cost over $80 million in damages and caused 358 injuries and one death. Animals on or near roads may act unpredictably. So when you're driving, watch out for wildlife. Brought to you by the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. SWF.SK.ca It's not just a logo. It's the essence of what your business represents. It's not just a business card. It's putting your business in the hands of your customers. It's not just starting a new business. It's how to marry your passion with what your community needs most. It's connecting with your clients every day and driving your business further. Because it's not just marketing, it's Homefield. See how Homefield can help your new business at myhomefield.ca. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. We ran this story, uh, short versions of it in the news uh, earlier this month. You can read about it on Discover Moose Jaw. Under the headline, Family Time, author publishing books with grandchildren. Local author Pam Metz published her first children's book about a year ago, and now she's working on her second book. However, with both works, she has some special co-authors. Metz's first book, Nibbles Goes to School, was written by her and her grandson, Declan, who was eight years old at the time. Our Sean Slatt following up with local author Pam Metz on The Heartland at Noon. I guess uh, first, Pam, um, can you tell me a little bit about why you decided to write these books? Well, I've always wanted to write um, children's books with my grandchildren. That was kind of my thing that I was going to do after I retired, and I retired um, three years ago, so now I'm starting to write books with my grandchildren. Okay. So when did you uh, start writing, or when did you write this uh, first book with uh, Declan? Declan, it would be about a year ago. He was eight when we wrote it. He's nine now. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about that book? Well, it's about a little boy that has a pet spider. And he takes his pet spider to school for show and tell. And um, the spider gets loose. And it crawls into his best friend's backpack and goes into the school, but nobody knows. And so the principal gets pest control to come out and dig up the playground and try to find the spider and they um, try to poison it with vinegar and everything and he's really sad and and then um, there's kind of you know a little bit of adventure and some friendship with his best friend and um, how to take care of your pets is kind of in there as well and um, it's a happy ending I'll leave it at that <laughs> no no it sounds like a, a fun little adventure <laughs> yeah it is quite the adventure and then my second book is called Saving Kenny. I'm writing that with my granddaughter, Ava. And that one should be out in March. And that one's about a mischievous goat that makes, um, it's about a farm family that lives just outside of Moose Saskatchewan. And um, a little goat that is really mischievous and makes Ma mad. And so she decides to give the goat away. Um, the little girl best friend's dad is a radio announcer and they they have a talk show and it's anything you want to talk about Friday so she goes on there and asks the city of Moosha to help her save her goat Kenny and they all buy playground equipment and uh, for the for Kenny and Kenny loves his playground equipment and isn't climbing on Ma's car and stuff like that anymore so Ma decides to keep Kenny and then 
um, Mooster comes, all the whole city of Mooster comes out to celebrate that they saved Kenny, and in the end, um, Kenny's eating the cake that Ma made for the celebration. <laughs> so it's a really cute book as well. That one's a chapter book. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a little bit of a difference between the two books, isn't there? Yeah, well, one's a chapter book and the other is a children's book, but the chapter book has about eight chapters, and it's written for young, like for about 10 to 12-year-olds. Okay. Can you maybe tell me a little bit about what the process was like working with your grandchildren on these books? Well, we sat down, like with both of the books, we just sat down and um, Declan started with his story idea and then we just sat down and came up with a story and wrote it together. It um, took a couple days and um, then I found an illustrator to illustrate our pictures for us and we kind of drew pictures that to show the illustrator about how we wanted it. Um, and then we got them published there for sale on Amazon. Ava's book will only have a few pictures, so her process will be a little different. We're just writing. We're finishing up at our last chapter. There's quite a few little adventures in there. And then um, we're going to put... Ava's book is based on real facts, on loosely based on real facts that have happened in our family and so we're putting pictures of that in the book so it'll be different we won't need an illustrator for that we've got our cover done as well okay very cool i curiosity were these just self-published books or did you go through a company or well declan's is a self-published and ava's we haven't decided yet we were thinking of going through a publisher trying to go through a publisher for that Declan's was the very first book I've ever written, and so it was hard to figure out the process. But Ava, you know, we've done one now, so we're thinking of looking for an agent to get a self-publish or to get a publisher. Like as you kind of answered already, but where can uh, people find these books? Or the one book, I guess, the other one's not released yet. It's, but. Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's for sale, and it's called Nibbles Goes to School. If there's anything else you'd like to add, Pam? No, except for thank you very much for calling and your interest. Local author Pam Matz again. The uh, the book that's out, Nibbles Goes to School, available on Amazon, like Pam said. And uh, Saving Kenny is expected to be released uh, in March. More reading. Coming up next. Everybody loves dogs. Even if you don't have one, you love dogs, don't you? This book's a winner. I'm not single. I have a dog. Dating Tales from the Bark Side. We'll talk with author Susan Hartzler when we come back. It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. 800 CHAB. Connecting the community. My name is Naomi, and I'm the social media clerk at the Moose Jaw Public Library. We're also going to be featuring the children's program Great Outdoors Scavenger Hunt and Activities. This is an in-person program that will be uh, inside the library. You can join us in the children's department for a fun scavenger hunt in the library and a story to get ready for Family Literacy Day. It's for ages children 3 and up, and they're caring caregivers. Registration is required, so you can phone the library at 306-692-2787, and that'll be on January 15th from 10 30 to 11 30 a.m. Connecting the community. 
Brought to you by Urban Cellars, located on South Hill, serving all of Moose Jaw. They offer a large selection of wines, spirits, beers, and seltzers. Stop by today. Rosso Whitecap Charlet and Howe Red Angus, serving you in the past, present, and the future. Charlet and Red Angus, designed for your ranch needs. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The book is called I'm Not Single, I Have a Dog, Dating Tales from the Barkside. The author is Californian Susan Hartzler, who joins us on the Heartland at Noon. Let me give you a bit of an overview of this book. At the age of 60, Susan Hartzler has learned to accept, even love, the single life, provided she has good friends and a dog or two by her side. Always attracted to the quintessential bad boy with his good looks and charming ways, she was sure she could change the one into a devoted partner and loving father. But her compulsive giving and fixing behaviors went hand in hand with her disappointing and disastrous romantic relationships. <laughs> On a purposeful trip to the pound, she hoped to find a dog to care for, one that would sniff out the bad guys, give her a sense of purpose, and help her find meaning in her crazy world. Thoughtful and funny, this memoir follows Susan's life through the many ups and downs on her way to finding unconditional love. Her journey is a personal one, full of the hard decisions it took to learn to put herself first and stop entering and staying in unhealthy relationships. By saving a dog, she rescues herself, learning to love herself as much as her dog loves her. Susan Hartzler is on the Heartland at Noon. Thanks so much for being here, Susan. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we usually interview uh, local and or provincial and or Canadian authors on the show, uh, but uh, we, we're going outside the lines here and talking to a, to a California-based author today because everybody loves dogs, Susan. Yay, including me, big time. <laughs> How many dogs do you have? I have two Australian Shepherds right now, and um, we're their therapy dogs. They visit kids. In fact, one of my Aussies is the official therapy dog of the Oxnard High School District. So we have one visit next week. We have another one the week after. Um, they're also professional actors and models, which I actually <laughs> talk about in the book because I put my poor first dog as an adult blondie who was a pound mutt i took her to an audition once and it <laughs> i just thought she was so beautiful i thought how could they not want to hire her but she didn't she wouldn't even sit on command so <laughs> so this is a lifelong dream i've had now i got two dogs that i've trained and we actually uh go to sets and and do commercials and ads and stuff like that very cool they're making money for you yeah, you know, it's not enough to quit my day job, but I make anywhere from 350 to 1200 a day. So, but I have a funny story to tell you. My first dog that was an actress, she she uh, got an agent by herself. It was very fun. Well, we're in L.A. You know, everybody has agents, including dogs. So we, uh, do you remember, do you know that dating website, FarmersOnly.com? No. Well, there's a dating website for farmers, uh-huh. and she got on that. She got a commercial for them, and um, they told me 
you know, don't bathe her. We want her to look dirty. We have a, a makeup artist for her. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they sprayed some water on her, put some dirt on her. I'm like, whatever. But um, she did, she howled. When I howled, she would howl. So she got a lot of talking parts. So there I was at this, um, at this shoot. And I was surrounded by the crew, and I saw that she'd start howling, and the two of us howled for about five minutes, and we got a standing ovation. So in the commercial, she says, farmersonly.com. But she plays the role of a male dog, so it was a little stretch for her. (laughs) That's fabulous. Yeah, it was Uh, really fun. Have you had dogs all your life? I've had dogs all my life. Well, since I was five, we had this dog's in my book, Siesta. She was a little chihuahua mutt. And every year, you know, back then, they didn't know about dog skin conditions. It's kind of like you just took care of your dog however you could. You know, you went to the occasional vet, but it wasn't like it is today. They didn't have the knowledge or I don't know. So she, every summer, she would bite out the back her back till it was scabby and stuff. Oh. And I thought she was beautiful. It didn't matter to me. She was the best thing on earth. And I just loved that dog. And that's what inspired me to go to the pound because I realized that the, the, the true love of my life up till that point was Siesta. And I wanted to recreate that. Tell us uh, about the book. You're, you're, um, I mean, the, the, the title says it all, really. Uh, I'm not single. I have a dog. Dating Tales from the Bark Side. Let's, uh, we'll get back to dogs here, but let's talk about the dating tales a little bit. Okay. Well, um, I, it starts when I go to the dog pound to uh, after being dumped once again. Uh, and this man had been engaged the whole time I was dating him. Oh. This is L.A., though. These, these people are different from the rest of the world. <laughs> and I was raised by a, two, a, a mother from Vermont and a father from the Midwest. So I was a little different from most L.A. people. And... Um, or had you know had that mentality brought up? I was brought up with that mentality. So this guy had been engaged, and I was devastated. And I just thought I need some unconditional love that I could count on. And I went to the pound, and I picked. I saw this dog. She was in the back of her cage, shaking, and the other dogs uh, spilled a, a bowl of water, and she didn't move. And I just said, "That's my dog." And so she became my first dog. And then I I took her on dates with me and uh, all sorts of things. But, uh, you know, I I just had a series of, I have a very bad picker. Not all of us are very good at selecting the right partner. And I always say, you know, if 100 guys stood in front of me, I'd pick the worst one to date. (laughs) So it's just, you know, and I've tried therapy. I tried, you know, back in the day I tried uh newspaper dating, online dating, uh, video dating. I've tried everything, and every time I picked the wrong, you know, it was different face, same same relationship. So um, it got, I got into some trouble. I, I put it all out there. I um, actually was a, a victim of domestic abuse in one of my relationships. Oh. So, um, you know, I, I just, I wanted to show people that, Today, I, I'm not married. I don't have kids, yet I have a fulfilling and successful life. And the book, I wanted to show people that you don't have to follow the norms of society necessarily to enjoy your life. That 
life com- your life comes the way it's supposed to and it unfolds the way it's supposed to and um you know you don't have not to compare yourself to others like to be grateful for what you do have and when i got to that point i realized what i did have is i i'm a great i have a great picker when it comes to dogs so i went that way there's a new catchphrase out there everybody's using it you do you it that's perfect i'm going to use that yeah yeah. So, and I think that the generation now that's growing up does that. And I think, you know, I mean, I, when I started taking my dog everywhere, people didn't do that back then. I remember I'd take her to Bloomingdale's because they allowed dogs there, or I, they didn't ever ask me to leave. So I just assumed. <laughs> and um, people would say, I didn't know they allowed dogs in Bloomingdale's. And I'd say, oh, well, they do. You know, I just. And then I'd see people bringing their dogs. I, you know, it was very funny. She's a character. She is Susan Hartzler. Her do- her uh, her book is called "I'm Not Single. I Have a Dog: Dating Tales from the Barkside." More with author Susan Hartzler after a brief timeout. Heartland at noon. C H A B. And now another rock and roll history lesson on 800 C H A B. The Beatles' Hey Jude was the longest song to hit number one in the U.S. in rock history. Chiming in at seven minutes and seven seconds, the song remained number one on the charts for nine weeks. Don McLean's American Pie was released three years later, and while the song's runtime is longer, it was shortened for radio play, where it sat at number one for four weeks. Guns N' Roses' November Rain is the current record holder for the longest song to sit at number one on the charts, with the final cut sitting at eight minutes and 57 seconds. This has been another rock and roll history lesson brought to you by Halstead Denture Clinic. Call Lynn, the third generation, for all your denture needs. Inspiration Decor MJ, voted best paint store in Moose Jaw, featuring Benjamin Moore Paint, established in 1883. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Environment Canada has issued an extreme cold weather warning for Moose Jaw and the surrounding area. A period of extraordinary cold is expected to stay in southern Saskatchewan for the rest of the year. An extremely cold Arctic air mass remains entrenched in southern Saskatchewan. Extreme wind chills of minus 40 to minus 50 will continue. These extreme wind chills will moderate slightly during the day today, but extreme wind chills could be expected tonight. Today, mix of sun and cloud with the periods of light snow, a high of minus 24 with a wind chill near minus 38 with a risk of frostbite. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of minus 33, a wind chill of minus 36 this evening, and minus 43 overnight. And there's a warning that frostbite could set in within minutes. A mix of sun and cloud on Thursday, a high of minus 27 with a wind chill near minus 40, and once again, frostbite could set in within minutes. Friday, sunny, a high of minus 27. Saturday, sunny, a high of minus 19. And Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of minus 5. If you happen to be traveling in the Craven area, you are advised to avoid Highway 20 as you can expect delays after a CP train derailed last night. Alternative routes are available on Highways 99 and 6. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discovermooshaw.com or the Mooshaw Live app. I'm Sean Slat. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB.
continue our conversation now with author Susan Hartzler, the author of the book, I'm Not Single, I Have a Dog, Eating Tales from the Bark Side. Let's go back. Can you name all your dogs that you've had since you were a kid? Let's see. I had, we had Bridget Bow Wow, which was, she was a Sheltie. We had um, Siesta. We had Pepper, who was a beautiful um, Dalmatian, who my parents, quote unquote, gave to a farm. Because he was very destructive. Well, my parents, they never t- start, thought about training dogs. They just get them and, you know. It just, that you have to train a dog. They're not going to just automatically be a good dog. So I learned that. Um, then I had Blondie Baldwin, who's in the book, too. Baldwin is in the book. He was a, a rescue from the Lang Foundation. And uh, after Blondie died, I was just going to go walk the dogs at this foundation. And I fell in love with this little black mop of a dog. Turned out he was a Puli, which is a Hungarian sheepdog. Okay. And he opened up the whole world of dog sports for me. He did sheep herding, agility, uh, dock diving. He did he did everything. He got me into therapy dog work, which fulfills that that need for children for me because I get to go, you know, to hospitals and cheer up kids. And if I had my own kids, I wouldn't necessarily have the time to do that. So yeah. Um, and now I've got. And then I had Bliss, who was my first Aussie, and she was an actress. She was the actress and model. And then I got Seven, who uh, is, he was a former show dog. So I got him off the show ring. And um, my age, Bliss's agent saw a post, a Facebook post of him, and he got a job within the first month that I had him. He's beautiful. And then my best friend bought me Paige Turner, who I had this book that I've been trying to sell. And I said, uh, she, she was a Christmas present. And I said, I'm going to name you Paige Turner and you're going to get me a book deal. And four months later, I got a book deal. And here I am on your radio show today. So <laughs> she's my lucky charm. Fabulous. And this is your first book, right? This is my first book. I'm about halfway through my next book, which uh, is about the three years that I took took care of my father he suffered from parkinson's disease and um it's mentioned in the first book but this takes a deeper dive to show people you know in reality what it's like to oversee or look after an aging ailing parent and um you know there's a lot of funny stories there's a lot of touching stories there's a lot of sad stories it's it's a it's a whole other thing. And if I didn't have my little dog, Baldwin, I don't know if I could have done it. He was my rock through the whole thing. So that one's called Becoming the Person My Dog Thinks I Am. And um, and McFarland Publishers has already ex- expressed interest. So it looks like I'll have a publisher. And then the book after that, I'm going to write about Bliss, which is called um, Confessions from a Dog Momager. And it's just going to be about all the funny uh, acting and and uh, modeling things that she did and how I got her to do the different things. So cool. Susan Hartzler is our guest on the Heartland at Noon, the author of a book called I'm Not Single, I Have a Dog, Dating Tales from the Bark Side. 
Uh, you talk about um, uh, you have to train a dog if you want to have a dog, and I, I totally agree. Uh, growing up, we had a, a number of dogs. We had a fat beagle named Cleo, whose goal in life was to get off the leash and go eat garbage down the alley. Uh, then we had a, garbage so much. Oh, yeah. And we had a nasty little Pomeranian cross who would uh, attack people if they got even within five feet of my mother. Uh, then we had a cute little um, uh, Cocker Spaniel cross named Buddy, who was, he was a good buddy, but he was really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we had a beautiful dog, uh, Border Collie uh, Australian Shepherd Cross, as I recall. That's uh, called a bossy. Okay, well, she was perfectly colored, black and white, very energetic, and uh, could fly through the air as long as you threw a Frisbee. She could get that Frisbee like 10 feet in the air. It was just, she was most entertaining. And that's the only dog I ever had experienced training. We actually went to a professional here in Moose Jaw, Gary Overs Kenley in Obedience, and this guy wins awards across the country, has been for winning awards for decades. His dogs are, are uh, have always been golden retrievers, and they're beautiful, they're well-trained, they're fantastic. And just going to his classes, I think we went to six or eight classes, you learn really everything you need to know to have an obedient dog, and it's just such a pleasure to have a dog that is trained, isn't it? It really is, where you can take them places and, you know, people can uh, pet them and you don't have to worry. And I I love those bossies, though. They're really fun. And really what the trainer is doing is training the human. So you have to learn to speak dog. They just speak a different language than us. And you can't um, you can't put human emotions onto dogs. They just think differently. So, but if you get the key training tips you can really teach your dog to be a great dog and um i got into tricks training and that's a great way to bond with your dog i actually have on my website susanhartzler.com you can download a fairy tale t-a-i-l and you can actually train your dog to to um to do a fairy tale trick I have all the different movements and how to train them and stuff right on my website it's free to download and you can find out about my book there, too. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm assuming you train your own dogs now, but did you reach out to a professional initially to, to kind of learn how? I have coaches. I have agility coaches. Agility is a great way to train a dog because um, they have to come close to you. They have to listen to you to jump over the jumps and go through the tunnels and everything. And it, it turns their brains on. So uh, we just had an agility class last night. We, I do it weekly. I, when, um, when my dogs get a part for a commercial, um, sometimes, not all the time, I find out what it is that they want them to do ahead of time. And then I'll have to train them like seven one time had to bring an envelope up on stage for a, an event. He's done a lot of events. He does selfies very well. He leans into the people and looks at the camera. It's very funny. <laughs> so uh, I have a trainer friend and I just go over and we work on it together. And I have a funny story, though. One time, our agent said Seven would have to jump in the car. I said, oh, he jumps in the car. It's, they're never really clear about what it is they want you to do. No, he had to jump right in the car with his head out the back window, which he does occasionally, but I never trained him to do it on command. So the commercial was being shot in a residential neighborhood, and... Um, First, I said to the, they had a guy in the passenger seat, and I said, hold a treat out, and he'll stick his head out to get the treat. 
But no, he was too smart. He ran, he jumped around the front and got it out of his hand in the front seat. So I said, uh, just drive up and down the street and I'll jump up and down and call his name. So there I was in the middle of this residential neighborhood going, seven, and jumping up and down. And they'd drive by and he'd look out the window like, what are you doing? And then I'd go to the other side of the street and do it again. But they got the shot they wanted. But that's a funny thing is you have to kind of think on your feet. How can I get my dog to do this? And, you know, sometimes you have to do crazy things like howl or jump up and down. Well, it sounds like you have a blast every day with your dogs. I really do. Susan and I Hartzler. live right by a, a dog-friendly beach. I'm a block from a dog-friendly beach. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Susan Hartzler, the author of I'm Not Single, I Have a Dog, Dating Tales from the Barkside. Where can we find the book, Susan? You can find it on Amazon, but when you look it up, use my name, Susan Hartzler, H-A-R-T-Z-L-E-R, because... That is a saying, and you'll find T-shirts and all sorts of things if you like that saying. Uh, it's also on Barnes & Noble and on my publisher, McFarlane. Or you can just go to my website, and all the links to all those is there, SusanHartzler.com. And the book just came out, right? Yep. Yep. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for spending some time with us. And again, I'll urge our listeners to check it out. It's a brand new book by Susan Hartzler. I'm not single. I have a dog dating tales from the bark side. Can't thank you enough. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Have a great day. She's nice, isn't she? That was awesome. Great visit with Susan Hartzler. Um, do we have time? Yes, we have time for this. This is a, a song I wanted to play actually last week, but we just kept running out of time. Reading books is a great way to kill some time on cold days like this. So is listening to music. Uh, you may remember uh, a little earlier uh, this winter, well, late fall, uh, we told you about Megan Nash, local artist, and her new album. Uh, and I think we played Table for One, the, uh, the, the, the first single that was released. I've discovered uh, another great song from that record, and I've got time to share it with you. Uh, it's called Another Silent Night. It's not a Christmas song. It's Another Silent Night from Megan Nash. Hey! 
the musical stylings of our own Megan Nash. Again, that's a brand new record just out, and uh, you can get it wherever you get your music. Uh, that's just a great song. Ah, thanks for listening. Uh, my daily commentary wraps up the show next. Um, your first car, do you remember it? Maybe you still have it. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I don't have my first car. The second car, I wish I would have hung on to, but I, but I didn't. I've got a story about my first car, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, what sparked those thoughts, that story, uh, when we come back on my daily commentary on the Heartland at Noon. Where's the music coming from? Oh, it's coming from Alexa. Wow, she has a beautiful voice. she our neighbor? Uh, nope. She's our new smart device. Oh, you can play music on those things? You bet. Check this out. Hey, Alexa, play 800 CHAB. Wow, that device is smart. <laughs> Get it? Find instructions on how to set up your smart device under the quick links at discovermoosejaw.com. Keep the fun rolling at the South Hill Bowling Center this holiday season. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling on Friday and Saturday evenings or Saturday and Sunday afternoons. South Hill Bowling Center, where fun is the name of the game. Starting a business can be a little overwhelming. You may be asking yourself, how will my customers find me? How will they feel about my products? Will they want to buy from me? Will they tell their friends about me? Understanding your customer's journey is the key to driving your business forward. Homefield can help. Let us build you an online presence you can be proud of. See how Homefield can work for you at myhomefield.ca. Comedian Brent Butt inspired today's story. When he posted a photo on Twitter earlier this week, he found a photo of a 69 Toyota Corolla, just like the one he had when he was a kid. It was 1984 when I bought my first car, the Toyota Corona. I got it from one of my sisters for 800 bucks. It was a two-door hardtop with an automatic transmission and an AM radio. It got better when a good friend gifted me a Pioneer cassette deck with some great speakers. You could hear me coming from two blocks away. It was a cold day in March of 85 when the Corona broke down for good, just south of Chamberlain on Highway 2. Thankfully, the car quit not far from a farmhouse. I interrupted their dinner to call my best friend. I was on my way to Moose Jaw to celebrate his birthday. In fact, I interrupted his dinner. He rescued me that night, and the next day we told that Corona to Moose Jaw, and it would sit in my dad's backyard for months. It was irreparable. I tried to sell it. That didn't work. In the end, my dad paid a guy to come and take it away. You know, I might still have that cassette deck somewhere. I'm Rob Carney.